Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I'd like the following Patreon listeners. Nathan Aldana, Dana Schiffer, Matthew Prohl, Matthias Pills, Tim, Kevin Lovecraft, David Millar, Knight Spider, Fabian, and John H. Perry. Thanks for guiding us through the end of this world. Listen, spirit. Yes. If we kill these prophets of Kankor, you will give us access, secrets in the cube, violet answers to questions from beyond into your mind. Access I will give if you kill them all. Murder them. Murder those who have killed my brothers and sisters of the extinguished. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanball Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Those listening online, there is actually a uh, Mary Poppins death metal version of their supercalifragilistic song that I've watched two times already. It is fantastic, and you should watch it. But the reason we're doing metal anything is we're going to be playing Morkborg. Woo! A super dark, like, this is so grim dark it makes Warhammer 40k look like My Little Pony. It is brutal dark fantasy. Which, by <laughs> the way, I would play the ever-living shit out of it. There's a hack so that the Chaos Gods are actually sparkle fucking ponies. Please send actually, it to us. Actually, there is a My Little po- there is a My Little Pony Warhammer 40k hack. Uh, hey, I'm not, hey. I'm not, I'm not joking. Homie, I got news for you. We just resurrected the strange game. And that's and that's gonna be that's gonna be our uh that's gonna be our inaugural uh return. Alright. That's it's on the list. But before I go on and do anything, I'm gonna warn the listeners right now. Morkborg is a brutal game. I'm going to be very descriptive uh, descriptive about the horrible things that happen to human bodies. I mean, in in the book, for the weapon selection page, is literally just a page of the weapons and what they do to a human body. It is that brutal of a game. I'm going to be very descriptive about what what, uh, harm, eye stuff, body stuff, a bunch of stuff. So, warning you now, if you're not, don't want to listen to that sort of thing, maybe skip this episode. That being said, it turns out that my eyes are just the right shade of green, listeners, so that my green screen actually reacts into my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I've found out that if I, yeah, so I've got a, I've got a, I've got a fire background <laughs> uh, for this. Uh, I know it's not video; it's it's just for the in- uh, entertainment of the okay. other players. Uh, but yeah, my eyes are fire now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are. All right, so yeah, so you guys are gonna are going to a world that is literally dying. A continent that is basically in its last days. The Dark God is slowly shifting back to basically bring doom to everything. I think the best line is to read from uh, the third page about the world around you. Distances shift. Paths between places warp. As if this pale, lightless world possessed a will and bitter life. Its mercy curdled to wrath over a a too long age. Who are you? The grave robber with a silver glittering between cracked fingernails. The mystic who would bend the world's miserable heart away from its inevitable end. Most likely it makes little difference. No one has seen the sun in years. The old care more for sacrifice and god offerings than their bawling spawn. Doomsayers are proved right time and time again and embraced by hidden powers. Maybe it's best to, best to surrender, to trust your own eye instinct and skill rather than the whim of the dice. Before all is drowned in welcome silence, life locked and failing in a dark fort. You're dead. That's that's the end of it. But it is it's gonna be a brutal game. Anyway. Well, long enough timeline, yeah, of course. <laughs> but okay. Alright, so in this brutal world, the first we're doing is creating characters. You know what I like about the setting is that we have to pretend about a world rent asunder <laughs> that's really looking at the worst times. Oh yeah. Good times. Yep. Fantasy. It's what we escape into. Mm-hmm. All right. So, who wants to roll first? I'll do it. Okay. So first, I'm gonna write off right off the bat. Uh, everyone, start. Both of you start off with two d six times ten silver. So you want to roll. Both of you roll your two d sixes. Okay. Dan uh, twos. We'll get this out of the way. I got an eight. All right. So you uh, got eighty 70. silver. Seventy yes, silver for Dan. 
All right. Uh, you also have a water skin, both of you. Mm-hmm. And both of you have D4 days of food. And that is three. All right. Three days a day f- food for you, David. And also three. All right. Both of you have three days worth of food. All right. Both of you roll a D6. Two. Two. Six. David, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. Dan, you get a donkey. Fuck yeah. Now both of you roll a D12. We had two donkeys, but now we've got three <laughs> days of food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another six. Six. And David? Five. Dan, you have a sharp needle. David, you have a random unclean scroll. Ooh. And scrolls is how you cast spells in this game. Yeah. And we can roll around to see what that scroll is, but it looks like you're the magic user. Roll, both of you roll a d12 again. Okay. Nine. Nine. Ten. Ten. Okay, so Dan, you get a shield. All right. So you take minus one HP damage, or at some point you can have the shield break to ignore one attack. And you had an eight, David? Uh-uh. Yeah, ten. Oh, ten. ten, sorry. You have a crowbar, which da- which causes D4 damage. It's like a metal femur. Mm. Okay. So, starting so, with- so looking at this, mm-hmm. I'm most likely fantasy Gordon Freeman? <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah, that kind of works. All right, so now we're going to- armor. Yep, now we're going to randomize weapons and armor. One second. Scroll, scroll, scroll. So first off, weapons. Both of you roll a D... Where is the stuff? D10 for me, please. Two. You have a staff. Unsurprising. Uh, What's the damage on the staff? D4. That's a six. You have a sword. D6 damage. uh, Both of you are going to roll armor. For for Dan, it's going to be a D4. For David, it's a D2 because you have a scroll. Ah, bollocks. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a one. You have no armor, David. I got a four. You got a four. You have heavy armor. Oh, you nice. take minus six to. Uh, you take minus d six damage from attacks. It looks like I'm the fighter. Yep. This is already bollocks. This is yep. bollocks. All right. Okay. And, let's uh, see. By the oh, way, bo- is a scroll one use? No, no. Um, you, you roll uh, your presence every every day when you wake up. You you roll the d four and add your presence to it. That's how many times you can use whatever power you have. Your powers are determined randomly, but from whatever scrolls you have. Oh no, shit! Mm-hmm. All right, that sounds. But good. since you only yeah. have the one scroll, then uh, so far you that's your power. That's fine. All right. Uh, the only pro yeah, the only problem for you with heavy armor is that on agility tests, you your difficulties increase by four, uh, Dan, because you have heavy armor on. Got it. All right, so next is abilities. So for two of your abilities, oh, so so two of the abilities, you're just going to roll 3d6 and pick whatever, and just tell me what that number is. For two other abilities of your choosing, you can get to roll 4d6 and get rid of the lowest one. So the abilities you think is the most important for you. So agility is defend, balance, swim, and flee. Important. Presence is perceive, aim, charm, and wield powers. Strength is crush, lift, strike, and grapple. And toughness is resist poison, cold, heat, and survive falling. Mm-hmm. So I All want right. high presence. Yeah, I'm going to make uh, strength and toughness my, my two. Uh, I'll, and I'll, just so you guys are aware, uh-huh. for melee, if you're attacking something with melee, you're using your strength. If uh-huh. you're attacking something with range, you're using your presence. And if you're defending against an attack, you're using your defense, your agility. Oh, I'll take high agility then. That sounds okay. great. All right. All right. That sounds fun. Three fives and a one. I am discarding the one, and my strength is fifteen. Um, I don't write down the exact number. I'm just going to tell you what your what your bonus is right off the bat. Yeah. All right. So you got to roll a fifteen. Mm-hmm. So you get a plus two to agility. Okay. So plus basically, two. you're it's going to be you're, whenever you roll a d20, you add plus two. That's so. I'm just going to tell you what it is right now. So, uh, David, what do you got for agility? Sixteen. Wait. Nice. Discard yeah, the lowest. Yep, that was a one. So. Oh. So okay, then your for yes. your your agility is plus two as well. Cool. Okay. Now presence. Oh, I. Uh, I, I get fucking one again. <laughs> so that's an eleven. Uh, your presence is uh plus zero. Ah bollocks. <laughs> All right. Dan. 
Okay, well, first of all, that 15 I told you was I was rolling for strength, not for agility. So my strength is plus two. <laughs> my agility, I just rolled for just three dice, and it's five, five, and a four, so that's a 14. Plus one. Yeah, so plus one. Okay. There we go. And now I roll presence, which will also be just three dice. Mm-hmm. And that is a 12. Zero. All right. So, David, you have strength next, right? Mm-hmm. All right, roll it. Okay, so 3d6? Just 3d6. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a 14. Nice. Oh, wow. Plus one. Okay. Lucky you. And your uh, toughness, both of you. Son of a bitch. Uh, watch this be so fucking bangerang, and my <laughs> presence is nil. <laughs> oh, that is not the case. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What do you that's got? Really... Five? Minus two to toughness. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I got a, a 14. Plus one to toughness. There we go. So, that out of the way. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Okay, so just so you guys know, uh, we're not going to really go into uh, encumbrance, but just so you know, your character capacity is strength plus eight. Yep. So you can carry strength plus eight normal size items without a problem. No problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus I have a donkey. You do. You do have a donkey. Have all the shit. I am here to kill shit and loot it, <laughs> and then take that loot with me. So hit points is toughness plus d eight. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, what happens if I wind up a zero? Uh, you're broken. Oh no! In worst case, it starts as one. In worst case, it starts as one. Yeah, sorry. Oh, here we go. Toughness plus d eight. Mm-hmm. Like your toughness plus bonus or your actual toughness score? <laughs> mm, your mm, plus bonus. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an eight on a D eight, so nine hit points. Very nice. And David? One. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. Well I rolled a three. A minus two is one. Is a one. So <laughs> okay. my hit points is one. Oh boy. Oh, uh, right. listeners, you know I hate systems like this, right? <laughs> Dude, I, I said I was going to roll for anything. You, you you can go pick stuff. Although, I don't know. I think you can pick your class. I don't think you have to. No, you can't. You, you have to roll for everything. Yeah, everything else is, roll, is rolling. <laughs> okay. Yep. It's fine. It's totally okay. fine. I'm going to have a one-minute character. <laughs> uh, it's, it's important to, to know that you cannot invest in your character. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you're going to die. Okay, so, David, since you have an unclean scroll, I need you to roll a d10 for me, please. Okie dokie. And this is your spell that you have on you. Five. Demon of Capillaries. One creature suffocates for d6 rounds, losing d4 hit points per round. Demon of what? Capillaries. Capillaries. Capillaries, sorry. I don't know why I say capillaries. Capillaries. So it chokes people for... Mm Mm-hmm. For 1d6 rounds, doing d4 damage every round. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I'm going to do is also roll for other creepy stuff that you guys have. Just to build up your backstory a little bit, and because it's fun. Yeah. So give me a second. Well, I'm definitely playing insert name here, the <laughs> infirm. <laughs> All right, so first we're going to, uh, let's see here. Every, both of you have d2 omens. So I got one omen. Okay, yeah, these are sort of like fate points. On page 38, you can see the rules, but you can use these omens to deal maximum damage for one attack, reroll a dice roll, lower damage dealt to you by d6, neutralize a crit or fumble, or lower one's test. So, we're now rolling for terrible traits. Okay, uh, both of you... I, I mean, I've got that on lock, so... <laughs> both of you roll that. a d20 twice. 12. 12. And... Six. Okay, David, you are cowardly and egocentric. Oh, good. So this is why people. Sh- this is why we should die. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm the fucking rat from every horror, uh, every <laughs> uh, zombie movie. I got a fifteen and a five. Fifteen and a five. You are ruthless and cruel. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> oh God. I, I'm, I'm like a wandering warlord, aren't I? Just... Uh, well, you're there by yourself for some odd reason. All right, both of you roll a d20 for me, please. All right, uh, that's a 13 and a 1. Uh, only once, only once. You need to roll oh. once. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, damn, both both are great roles, a 13 I, and a 1. Both, no, I'm going to say right off the bat, they're all terrible, so just yeah, pick yeah, one. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with a 13, because 13. Sure. Juddering and stuttering from nerve damage or stress. Is this still under terrible traits? No, this is uh, now broken bodies. Broken bodies, thank you. Yep, no problem. So, juddering and stuttering. Mm-hmm. From nerve damage or stress. Maybe you were warlord until you took an arrow to the knee. Uh, so, broken bodies, I got a 20. A 20? Let's see what that is. Scroll, scroll. Your bones are glass. Nails cracked in black, maybe about to drop off. Oh, God, can I please re-roll? That's awful. If you really want to, I'll let you re-roll. Well, let's see what else. Let's, uh, 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 10. <laughs> What's 10? Cataract slowly but surely spreading in both eyes. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yes, cataracts. Much better. Okay. Also, your dick is just falling off. <laughs> Still better than the whole nail thing. Like, yeah. Next, we're going to do, uh, there's no uh, name for this, but basically your tick. All right. Both of you roll a d20. These are your ticks. Like ha- like how many how many bugs we have siphoning off our blood? One of them has to do with bugs, so we'll see. Uh, that's a 12 for me. 12. Stress response is aesthetic display. The worse things get, the fancier you need to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is... I'm loving that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will crush your bones. I will drink your blood, and I will do so while expressing myself through death. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? The opposite of twenty. Obsessively collects small, sharp stones. Oh, but what about my character? <laughs> and if you're consider, if you were curious, what a twenty gave you. You make jewelry from the teeth of the dead, if this can be considered a bad habit. That's actually kind of great, this yeah, small, yeah. Ju- small uh, sharp stones thing. Yep. I love it. And finally, oh boy. the final d20 for troubling tales. Well, all of you, both of you roll a d20. I got what? an 11. A puzzle cube has been calibrated incorrectly, or has it, awakening a sum- slumbering abomination. This is a terrible tale. Yeah, so basically the whole group can share the same backstory or groups within the group can share a tale. So these are things uh, that happened in the past. Or Hey, wait, or, I, I want to make this clear. Uh, a puzzle puzzle yep, box. Yep. Puzzle box got fucked with and brought about a what? Awakening a slumbering abomination. You all so know I is, like Hellraiser, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so you, this is something that happened to you. Now let's see if it's tied to Dan. Dan rolled a d twenty. I rolled a one. Pursued for manslaughter. There is a bounty. Yeah. What? There's a bounty. What? That's one. That is one. Dan, fuck you. Roll again. I want to see what the next <laughs> roll is. Okay. This, this, Dan, do you want to roll this again? Peasant sure, sure, roll sure. that you got. Uh, which nineteen. Is- nineteen. Burn or be burned is the fate you accept. That's what I'm fucking talking there about. We right go. There. That's Whatever what I'm that fucking means. talking about. Just there's a bounty on you? That's <laughs> such bog standard background for any like fantasy character. Mm-hmm. God damn it, I'm here to play Morkborg, which I know I'm mispronouncing, and no, I'm not gonna check. <laughs> you too. We begin the game with you One two. second, Jesus! I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> But last time I checked, this is not your mama's <laughs> urn brew or whatever the fuck. Mark Borg, Mark Berg, whatever, however you say this. I I, uh, I understand there's a way to pronounce it uh, somewhere, but I'm not going to look at it. And why I'm not going to look at it is because this isn't just fandable. It is <sighs> fandable Radical radio. You cannot find us, Dan. You cannot stop us. That's right. And we are here playing Murkburg. Ah, um, right. Uh, we, are, we are playing this and we are being led into this uh, realm uh, by Jesus. Jesus, why don't you tell the nice people uh, what, to, what to expect from not just uh, Murkburg, but also from a Rebel Radio game. Ah, true. Well, I already recorded the previous part where you guys were rolling for the terrible things That's you were. What editing? So, so editing, what? baby. <laughs> that I don't have to do. I'm... <laughs> Woo. If 
fair enough. Oh, so so listeners, as uh, David has already previously stated, this is a Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio because we, uh, of the particular role-playing group, uh, drink a lot and basically spew so much stuff as we play a particular role-playing game. By the halfway point, we are going to be stumbling through words, but mm-hmm. hopefully present to you a superior role-playing experience. And we're going to start the story in The Untamed Wilds of Ireland. A deep, dark forest that have been tried to be conquered by the various surrounding lands for surrounding countries for a while. For a while, but every time, whenever their settlement was is, was ever placed there, whatever, whenever there was a village that was born there, there some sort of devastation happened—a plague, a horde of monsters, something—and it's become untamed wilds. So, Iverland is just Ireland with a V. Yes, exactly. Solid exactly. work. Okay. Yeah. So there's solid. There is frost coating the lands around you, and the two of you are camping, trying to survive. Sadly, without a tent for whatever reason. Who is in this two-person group? Hey, everybody. This is Dave from Fanable and also Rebel Radio, and I am playing Urn. Uh, Urn is a slight uh, man. Uh, Pasty white would be a tan for him. He looks uh, calico, corpse-like. He has sunken eyes, stringy, sinewy, long, dark brown hair that is rife with uh, lice and grease that sticks to his body. He's wearing sacken cloth um, robes that um, hang heavy with the uh, dew and rain that has been raining down uh, from the heavens. Uh, his breath is um, shuddering as he breathes out, and he is desperately trying to start a fire with some ice-cold frozen sticks that they have found. And uh, the freeze frame, the camera freezes, and it just says, earn, with an umlaut, U-R-N. And then underneath it says, it says, born to die, and dot, dot, dot. And then it cuts. <laughs> and uh, uh, next to next to urn uh, is what, what appears to be a very large pile of uh, ancient, rusted, and pitted armor. Um, which could not possibly in any way, shape, or form uh, fit the uh, the very slight man beside it. And uh, and after a moment, a few moments of uh, Urn trying to light the fire, the armor proves that it's not for him by sort of moving with a creak, as it turns out that inside the armor is what appears to be a very large, very uh, powerful man. You can't actually get any sight of what he may look like underneath all that metal. Uh, But you do see that uh, he pulls out his sword with a low, like, one armored glove grips a nearby rock, and then he strikes the rock with his blade, just like one long sparks flying off the blade and onto the, the... the, the sparse kindling that we've managed to gather for the fire, catching up just enough to, to start a little bit of wisp of smoke. And then Dairu, with umlauts over as many of those letters as are possibly allowed grammatically to, to have umlauts, <laughs> uh, sheaths his, uh, his, again, equally rusted and pitted blade and settles back down. There. And uh, it shows uh, the camera pans back to Urn as uh, Daru's uh, name, um, as it pans around, like written in fire, just disappears into smoke that mixes with the small wisp of smoke now from the uh, the the fire that they are trying to burn. And Urn looks, cocks his head, much like Daredevil, not looking directly at the flame, and the light just catches and shows that he has cataract eyes and he is more more smelling and hearing the fire that he's trying to build than seeing it so there you are in front of the flames trying to get warm for the night 
And as you're there, who takes first watch? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I mean, who, who, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take first watch because I sleep too deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So there, sort of just the, the, the armor kind of collapses a little bit more onto itself, which is about mm-hmm. the only signal you get that Dairu may, may be asleep in there. Mm-hmm. Urn. As you're there looking around, looking for any threats, you do see what looks like a wisp of smoke at the edge of the fire, slowly floating around it. And as it gets closer, the wisp turns into a much uh, see-through but still more humanoid form. It's You realize as you look upon it, it slowly sort of transforms into a... Uh, a very pale uh, man, shortish, maybe like five two, five three, uh, ghostly because obviously some sort of form of spirit. Also, you notice that as you look upon him, his what looks like his throat has been cut. There seems to be like a tide of blood going coating down towards his stomach, and where his stomach is is ripped open, and you see looping guts that go crawl across the ground as he floats past. He's floating past? Mm-hmm. So, so, sort of floating in the general area of the fire. Okay. Okay. They took it. They aim for the cube violet. Now, Urn, you mm-hmm. know of the mm-hmm. cube violet. The cube violet is sort of a alternate dimension to your own, where a certain abomination originally came from that you released so long ago something that is sort of following you you have no idea of what to do with it because it's a sort of abomination from another universe but you do know secrets for it might be in the cube violet um they aim they aim they took it who took it the prophets the prophets of Kanker. They killed us. They killed us. The prophets of Kanker. Oh, who were you? The extinguished. We served. We gave. We gave rest. We gave rest to them that lied beyond my mortal coil. We served those around us and they killed us they killed us and why are you here right they took it they killed everyone they killed everyone sounds super super that sounds really bad um and i'm gonna take another couple of sticks and put him on the fire and see if that kind of gets him away from us. As the light increases, he slightly moves away from the fire, but still around. Okay. Okay. And why are you here? They took it. They return what belongs to the extinguished. We protect the dead. We bring them to the cube violet, and they want it for their god. Um, you you protect the cube, you protect the dead, uh, and you bring them to the the cube violet. Um, what would happen if it is not returned to you? I do not know. Always been. The prophets of Kanker wish another path. And then it, 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 the spirit turns its head towards you. Uh-oh. You, like it sees you for the first time. You are touched by the cube violet. No, 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 no. Um, it's, uh, and I point at... Daru, he he is po- he is touched by the cube violet. I see its touch on you. You need to get your eyes checked, says the man with cataracts. Prize. What? I can gift you a prize. Remove them, and I will gift you a prize. 
Remove who? The prophets. Oh. I will give you. Oh, well then. The cube violet. Just want them dead. And I'm going to say with that screech, you hear, Darrow, you can wake up. I want them dead. And as he screams, his mouth stretches out further. But it's not its not natural. It's like his mouth is going much, much farther than it can. And his lips are start to break apart because it's stretched too thin. Yep. I want them dead. Yeah, I'm going to say Daru wakes up as he usually does by drawing his sword <laughs> and flailing it wildly in the direction of whatever's making noise. Oh my god. No, stop, 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 stop. Both of you stop. Both. Everyone stop. Okay. Listen. Spirit. Yes. If we kill these prophets of Kankur, you will give us access, secrets in the cube violet. Answers to questions from beyond into your mind. Access I will give if you kill them all. Murder them. Murder those who have killed my brothers and sisters of the extinguished. I will proof I can give gifts. My body held a treasure. One of many. Take that treasure as proof. Remove them and more treasures shall be yours. Kill them all. Kill them all. Where's your body? And then just, where's your body? He starts to float away. Daru? Yes? We, we, we have a chance to get something useful, but it's floating away into the night. Useful is good. <laughs> the whole, like, mass of metal that he is kind of shudders a bit and takes a step forward. Alright. Pack up your things quickly. Leave the fire burning so we at least know how to get back. And I'm going to throw a few more uh, sticks onto the fire, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Deru, you go first. And Deru, with no hesitation, starts stomping off. Yep. And you start following the spirit into the darkness. It takes about uh, 10 minutes of walking as he's, as the the spirit is unbothered by the cold, but you guys are, and it is, like we I said, freezing cold. We have torches, right? We you have, have like, torches, yeah. I'm yeah, going to assume okay. you have torches. And you start walking. Eventually, he stops in front of a tree. And in front of the tree, tied with what looks like thin wire, is a corpse. Uh, the corpse of a man that looks like he's been dead for a few days. It's hard to tell because it's freezing cold. But it looks like somebody tied him to that tree and cut his guts open and then eventually cut his throat. And you see the spirit point past the body towards another tree and towards his base. Hid. Hid. Take proof. More treasures if you kill them all. You said it was in your body. Take the treasure. Deru. Yes. Take a look at that tree. Daru stomps in the direction of the tree. Sword drawn. Yep. And Jesus' urn is going to take a look at the body. Uh, you look at the body, and it, like I said before, is a body that looks like it was basically his guts were cut and spilled out. And then he eventually, uh, I'm going to say that he was eventually allowed to die. Because it, uh, looking at it, uh, it's some precise cuts to make sure this guy suffered before he Ugh. ended. Yikes. Uh, but basically, he looks, like I said, uh, like the ghost is pa- a palish, shortish man. Uh, somebody that looks like he hasn't been in a fight ever in his entire life. Mm-hmm. But some of So that, we share that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. basically, like someone who was killed. But nothing untoward as far as you can tell. Uh, Deru, looking around, uh, you, look at t- you go to where that uh, ghost pointed, and you just see a pile of snow. I kick it. Uh, after some kicking and some moving of snow, you do see something pop up and that is roll a d10 for me please can do as a seven Ooh. ah uh you go you see what looks like a wooden uh one sort of wooden sticks pops out of the snow do you grab it yes i do you take it and as you pull it out you see what looks at first you think is like just weirdly shaped uh 
torch, but you look at it deeper and you realize it looks like a, a human skull, but wrapped around the human skull, it looks like somebody placed uh, some sort of thin cloth. So it's, it's like a, a, a tied like to the surface of a skull, so you can, or like, hmm? no, yeah, it's, like, does... it's like it's like it's like it's pasted on. All right, cool. And it, you see the spirit point at it, skull of one of my own, a treasured position. Burn it, and it burns for an hour. And as it burns, you. Cannot die. Lose a limb. Lose your blood. Death does not affect you. However, make sure you're healed before the fire goes out. That is the first gift. Kill them all and more gifts for you. Yeah, that kind of like stomps back and uh, offers Orn the... Uh, the the skull stick, skull torch, or whatever Take it is. Take it greedily, yes. <laughs> and like stuff it in my bag. Yeah, they, right. they're, they're very quickly realizes that this would be more useful for Urn, <laughs> who is yep. likely to die if he stubs his toe particularly hard. Yeah, and that is that is fate. I rolled randomly for that, so this is perfect for you. Uh, so Urn looks at the spirit. Where where can we find these? Where can we find these? Uh, uh, uh. uh Prophets of Kankar that betrayed you. The spirit points. One day's travel past the twisted trees. You will see a small hill. It is the entrance hidden for so long. But hidden are depths where we studied the cube valid and brought it the glories of death. That you will find them there. Free their spirits from their bodies. Make them suffer. All right. Okay. And the spirit disappears into the darkness. My character slowly peers around and goes over to the body and taps it. Nothing happens. I kick it. Nothing happens. I take out one of my uh, sharp, small stones that I collect, Mm -hmm. and I cut it. Frozen flesh. But preserved flesh. But preserved flesh, yes. No use to starve. (laughs) They're going to, like, grunt. Fair enough. And I'm going to say, since you're you're eating a body, but you're also technically looting the body, roll a two sixes for me, please. Tell me, choose one as the first and one as the second. All right, so pink is the first, gold is the second. 23, so two, three. Oh, shit. Uh, so who's looting the body? That'll be Dave. David, uh, as you open up his coat, I need you to roll a toughness roll of... Difficulty six for me, please. So D20 plus your toughness. Golly gee, and I have to roll over a six? Six or above, yes. 16. So minus two, that's a 14. Uh, You open up his jacket to go for the sweet, sweet uh, chest flesh, because the breasts are the best part of any human body. Mm -hmm. And as you open it, you see what looks like uh, these frost moths quickly uh, pop out. And you know these are deadly, venomous, venomous? Venomous. Venomous creatures. Venomous. There we are. And and as they push past, you jump back and avoid uh, getting bitten. Uh, By the way, for this, if you had failed the test, you would have instantly died. Well, with the HP of one, (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 like, like no, 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 even, even, uh, Derry would have died. This is a perma- oh, like, wow, permanent that, death. that just, that just kills you. Wow. That just kills you. Yeah. Damn. But the venomous moth escaped the body that were, they were eating it. Um, oh, that's fucking gross. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no moths on it now, although there are a few larvae and I will give you this. It is weird for these moths to be on this body. They usually take a. They usually go on bodies that have been dead for at least two or three weeks. 
This one looks like it's only been there for a few days. But I didn't get anything with the body. No. I mean, except for the sweet flesh you're going to eat. Oh, I got the flesh. Oh, the flesh. Oh, I pocket. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I packed that in uh, snow. Okay. To keep it. No, no lie. To keep it preserved. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And then put it into a satchel. Okay. Um, Oh, actually, what I do is I tear off part of its clothing, part of the body's clothing, make that into like a small satchel and then put that in my satchel. Mm -hmm. Because. So. My character basically cannibalizes and then avoids certain death. <laughs> and to be fair, yes. you're trying to eat it, so... Yeah, yep. that's true. Natural so defense life. mechanisms of the corpse. That's that's weird, Deiru. <laughs> yeah. um, those moths don't harbor inside of a corpse until at least a week of death. But the body doesn't show any sort of decomposition beyond a few days. You think somebody put them there? It would make sense. It looks as if they were meant to suffer. And if it is a conspiracy against those who are the extinguished, then it it, it seems they're trying to cover their tracks. Traps. We should be wary of them. Very well. That being said, we have a night's meal, but we have a a day's walk towards where the spirit showed us. You go first. Always do. And Deirus begins once again to tromp in the general direction that he is pointed at. Mm -hmm. And you guys start walking in that general direction. And it is a day of travels. There is no one harassing you. You take a you take the time to walk during the day, take a rest at night, and it is the next day. You walk past what looks like, as the ghost mentioned, a pair of twisting trees. A tweez, the two uh, large trees about 12 feet tall that seem to be circling each other in a lover's embrace. Although on closer inspection, the lover's embrace is what apparently is a sort of fungal growth on both trees that have combined together. That is the fungal growth feeding on two now, you realize, dying trees. Lovely. And as you walk past, you go closer. And you see, you would have missed it if it wasn't described by the the ghost. What looks like a, a, a smallish hill, like any other hill. But as you look closer, you do see that the front looks a little, the front of that one side of the hill looks a little too flat compared to the other sides. Too unnatural. Like also somewhat made but covered in snow um Deiru you see that yes actually I mean yeah fuck it I said you see that while not looking directly at it but more hearing it yes I do what is that don't have the lightest idea well, it's daytime, and we're, I think, safe. I think you should investigate. Daryl begins to stomp in that direction. Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> you basically look around it, letting your hands go across the the flattened surface. And as you touch it and go around it, you realize it is definitely man-made. It looks, feels like sort of stone, like flattened, definitely sorry, some sort of brick work of some sort and as you do that i need you to give me an agility roll difficulty for this is is uh eight 20 plus my agility bonus which mm-hmm. is zero. Oh, that's a one that's a one yeah oh boy oh boy indeed fun times Can i mean it had to be on agility no any no. of those there's no i mean a- I could, no no i could i could spend an omen to you re-roll. can spend an omen if you want to re-roll. i do have two omens do you want uh, to spend an omen? Yeah, that's not one, and you were really excited about it, so I'm going <laughs> to so go So how many omens do we start with? I started uh, with two. I think you started... You had, well, that's I, the one that we one. rolled a, D, yeah. Uh, yeah, a D2 for, yeah. Yeah, so you, you'll have the one omen then. Right, so I'm going to spend more of those omens, re-roll, and I got a 10 this time. 
Actually, my agility was plus one, so technically I would have rolled. That would have been a two previously, yeah, but, but still. you would have failed it. Yeah. yeah. So basically, as you're they're touching it, you do you suddenly feel as the door is slowly opening, and you're pretty sure you didn't do it. You have you because you rolled well. You have time to move out of the way, not be seen, if you choose, or you can just stand there. Uh, he uh, yeah, he feels kind of like that door opening. He uh stops for a second, and it looks like he's just going to stand in place. Uh, but then, uh, since I'm using an omen, I'm going to say there's a, the, the call of a distant call of a crow, um, and the camera sort of like, uh, shifts over to, to where the, the silhouette of a, of a crow outlined against the, you know, the, the blackened sky can be seen. And when the camera comes back, uh, Dairu is nowhere to be seen except for like the faint outline of his armor behind a very sort of thick stump of a tree. And as a door, as you look at it, it looks like the two, the, that flattened uh, part of the wall starts to open. There's a line that expands. And there's, out of that, uh, you can barely smell what smells like, well, old decay. More like dust than rotted flesh. And out steps, uh, you think it's a man or a woman, you can't tell it's entirely in a cloak uh, that seems to... Dark, uh, dark reddish cloak, but like I said, tattered. You can see bits of flesh coming out of the cloak, stepping through the snow. Uh, as you look at the person's feet, you realize the person is barefoot. But and as you, the tips of that person's toes are bluish from obvious frostbite, but that person seems to be walking forward and basically walking ahead and turning a corner towards what, uh, what looks like a tree. Not one you're near, but another tree. The door is still open. And he, the person goes forward and goes, crouches down and starts going through the snow. And as you look at the person's hand, also some si- clear signs of frostbite. But also, uh, as you look closer, what looks like a lump or two on their hands. And then you realize, no, those are larvae going into the skin. And it seem, the person seems to be collecting some sort of mushrooms. Hmm. I believe our, our our sort of stated mission was kill them all. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to, to step out from behind that tree and proceed to insert sword into uh, other living being until other right. living being stops being that. And I'm going to say the person's surprised, so you get a free hit. Hell yeah. So basically, give me a strength plus strength plus d20, and you need a, you need a 12. All right. Let's see here. That is a 14 plus 2, 16. How much damage do you do with your weapon? Sword does d6. Roll a d6 for me, please. That's a 6. How do you kill this dude? Just some dude get, collecting some mushrooms? Uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, there's... <laughs> I definitely believe that you sneak up behind him and like start to like work out how you're going to swing. Like, you know, practice strokes? <laughs> like, <laughs> the dude... <laughs> I mean, uh, Darius is 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 not exactly uh, uh, subtle. Uh, he's just uh, at this moment, at least, uh, quick. Uh, you know, as as soon as he's moving from out of the tree, the the clanging and, and squeaking of his armor uh, probably immediately alerts the guy, but who was not expecting a large pile of armor and 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 blades uh, to be lumbering right out behind him. Which uh, that that moment of surprise is all Dairu needs, as his blade simply extends forward right through the beings, the persons, whatever, uh, head, just like. And as you, you turn around and stab, you realize it's a, it's a sort of a largest woman that is about to scream, but as a scream uh, comes out, your, your blade goes through, but as the mouth, the mouth opens, you see that she has no tongue. Instead, it looks like some sort of like worm kind of goes out. And then, but as she dies, she does, well, no, she doesn't scream. The worm does. As its little mouth, pincer mouth goes open and it goes. Yeah, no, he just keeps. <laughs> yep. Sword. Sword keeps and the, and the mouth bug twitches for a minute after the corp body dies. Mouth bug. There's a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he just kind of like raises one leg and <laughs> kicks the corpse, uh, newly created corpse down. Ghost is clear. Okay. Good work. You go first. <laughs> and I once again, Dairo stops towards the entrance. Uh, the, I said the door is open. 
and before you, you see what looks like stairs leading down. Stone, yeah, stone stairs that lead down the, the top of the ceiling. This the shorter ceiling, maybe like seven feet tall, also slants down as well. Hmm. Yep, shield up, sword out. That's the way we like to. I don't know something. <laughs> scout. Yeah, there we go. Shields up, sword out. That's the way we like to scout. Uh, yeah, uh, there is scouting, and by scouting, I mean continuing to stomp like the giant animated pile of heavy metal that he is. As you go down the stairs, it leads into what looks like the first room, and in that first room, you see that just uh, there's a few. It looks like a few chairs, and the walls are lined with these. What looks like these old books. Mm-hmm. And you also see what looks at you first assume as statues, but realize it looks like uh, taxidermied corpses of peoples. Men, women, children, various positions. Mm. All of them looking very peaceful. Or about going about their day. Living their life. Living their best life. We should check to see what's in those books. Might be um, useful. You go first. I poke the books with a sword. I am not a big reader. Okay. You you just poke a book with your sword. It's a it's a book. It, and it gets cut with a sword. Seems safe. Okay. And I sneak in and take a look through the books. Roll a two D sixes for me, please. Let's see if you get anything good. Uh that's a six and a four. Six and a four. Uh, you gain. Uh, you go through several of the books, and there seems to be various treaties on death. A lot of death-themed poetry. Mm-hmm. A lot of personal journals from past uh, members of the extinguished. Mm. And actually, you go through one book, you realize that uh, these corp, these taxidermy corpses are because of the extinguished. That's how they like to. One of the ways they like to honor the dead. And you also gain sixty-four, sixty-four in silver. Heck yeah. Oh, hmm. nothing value here, as I pocket the book, but something to study later. Have you found anything? They just look like books to me. That they do. I'm sure they do. Well, it turns out that these people are in fact just taxidermied people. And uh, he says, what do they look like? Are they wearing clothes or... They're all clothed, like various peoples, of, as far as you can tell, from various parts of the... I'll give you this, instead of having a free roll for this. They look like people from various parts of the, of the continent, actually. Not just from the local area. Huh. Do they have pockets? They have pockets, some of them. Let's see. You're trying to loot again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll let it happen again. It may be a bad roll, but we'll see. You're and I look to do this. right at Deru, and I say, they're just taxidermy people. I look around conspiratorially with clothes on, and then I go for one of the pockets, or one of the uh, and uh, one of the cadavers, and uh, Deru is welcome to do nothing or anything. Yep, he's he's, he's going to watch for what he assumes will be yet another explosion <laughs> of uh, of uh, you know murder moths. Yes. Give me another two. Roll two d sixes again. Because I am. Wait, where did I put it? I'm like a coward that <laughs> loves himself or some shit. Mm. Anyways, so two d six. Yep. Sixty three. Six in the three. Sixty three more in silver from the various bodies. You're rich and lucky. Nothing here. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to say it's obvious. At least one of those pockets was an obvious silver, uh, Deru, if you want to comment it's, on that. It's okay. Deru De- De- assumes he could have anything and anything uh, Urn has by simply patting him on the shoulder particularly hard one day. <laughs> so uh, he's he's not too concerned. Okay. So I'm basically your... Oh, your mule! Where's your mule, Dan? Back at the campfire, I assume. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, we got a mule. We can yeah, donkey. That. Donkey. Yeah, no, it's 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 back at the campfire. Yeah. And in this room, there's the stairs upstairs that you came from, and you do see what looks like uh, two doors: one to your left and one up ahead. 
we should check what the one is right here, Deru. The left to make one. sure it's safe. Otherwise, the left one. Otherwise, someone could flank us as we walked forward. Deru walks over to the left door. Does it look like it's locked? You're going to have to, uh, as far as you can tell, no. Yes, yes. Check. Check that uh, door. <laughs> Deru kicks the door open. Uh, you kick open the door, and it's just a <laughs> small 10 by 10 foot room that you assume was some sort of closet, also housing many, many corpses. Uh, a lot of them seem to be, uh, well, uh, it's it's hard to tell. There's a lot of mush, because you assume they've been dead a couple of days, but the various moths and larvae across their body made are making short work of the bodies. So they're so very... It's a pile of flesh. Of- of ride flesh. Cool. Yeah, and I cool. close the door again. Yep. <laughs> right forward. <laughs> Unless you're and worried I... about those things flanking us. Oh, and I turn, take one of uh, my like sharp rocks from my pocket, take off a strip of cloth from the uh, from the the corpse next to me that is. Um, uh, 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 taxidermied and then put it over my face to protect me from the smells going forward and then we continue through the the main door you open that main door and there seems to be a just as far as you can tell just a small hallway and as you and you see a door at the other end my character's face like pops up over your shoulder Deru like you should check it out Yep, there we continue stomping down the hallway. As you continue stomping down the hallway, uh, up ahead, and because you're, you said you're clearly stomping, stomping down the hallway, as you get close to the door, you hear, you you do hear someone's like, what is that? Oh, I, Isaiah's back. Yeah, Daru kind of like stops and uh, turns his head a little bit to the side, which is about as far as he can get to looking over his shoulder in that armor. Like, all right, which one of us is Isaiah? What was Isaiah wearing? A dark tattered cloak. I also have described myself as wearing what? Ah. And being right. very pale and all that. Yeah, yeah. All right, if you want to give it a try. Was Isaiah a person of long hair? You couldn't tell the hair because of the cloak. Fully cloaked. Well, shucks. Here we <laughs> go. Yep. Okay. Deru. Oh, gosh. Oh, 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 demon fire. I'm going to pretend to be Isaiah, I suppose. And when I ingratiate myself with these idiots, I need you to rush in and kill everyone. Just absolutely everyone. All right? That's what I was planning anyway. I'm... Okay. Ready? Here we go. <clears throat> and I put my cloak head, or the, uh, the, the, the hood over my head, and I... Hold thing, hold my hands close to my body like I'm holding something, and then I push the door open with my shoulder. You, the door opens, and you see what looks like a largest room with what looks like, uh, obviously some sort of sleeping chamber with several beds in a sort of bunk bed style. A lot of large chests. One of the things you probably do notice is that a lot of the beds are just seem to be covered in a ton of dried blood. But you do see what looks like a. Uh, Three people, like I said, with other cloaks, it's hard to tell if they're men or women. It's, all of them seem to be just intentionally clothing themselves entirely. Mm-hmm. But you do see the odd hand and the odd uh, foot, and uh, one person had his ankle up, and you just see what looks like worms going in and out of the bodies. And how many and are there? Three. Yeah, and they look at you. Do you have them? Says one of them, a lar- one of the larger cloaked figures. <clears throat> and I dramatically flop to the floor give me a presence roll difficulty 10 this would be a great roll if mm-hmm. uh so what's this a d6 d10 what, what am d- i doing d20, d20 and add your presence bonus which is zero for you as i recall 19 yeah whoa yeah you see the bigger one rush towards you acting <laughs> rush no. towards you isaiah no no no, 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 no. Yeah, no, so yeah, as, as soon as as soon as the big one uh comes up to I say uh, uh Deru steps around the uh I guess the, the doorway, uh sword extended to uh with, with the full stabbing intentions. Okay, and you get one surprise attack before initiative is called. There oh, we yeah. go. 
All right, I'm going to roll that 20, 20 and add a plus two, I believe. Yeah. Difficulty is 12. All right. That is a 19 plus 221. That definitely hits. Yeah. All your damage. All my damage. I rolled the six last time. This time I rolled the five. That's enough for the, this punk. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, basically, he goes in and looks up as you basically split his head in twain with your sword. And uh, let's see. How are we going to do initiative? Let's see here. Because there's two options. I can just roll and see. You, they go first. You go first. Eh, we're going to do that. Why not? So uh, we're going to see so how lucky So there's two you... left, right? Yes, there's just two left. All right. So one, two, three. They go first. Four, you guys go first as you rush them. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. You guys is a <laughs> weird wants to way go? to put it. What do you guys want to do? Play dead. I mean, you have like one power. That's basically it. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so I Dairu, lie down. Yep. Yeah, Daru is going to continue stepping into the I room. need you to give me another presence roll. Just in case. Okay. Difficulty is still 10. 11. They still think you're dead. They're going to focus on Presence Deiru. of zero. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Daru, what are you going to do? You go first. Yeah, he continues into the room and lashes out with that sword at the nearest uh, thing. Roll it. Roll this the first person. All right. Person in red cloak. So Please don't ask me to plus roll anything two, else. 15. That hits. How much damage do you do? I do much less one point of damage. You slice... It's it's a good cut, but yeah. it's still not enough to take him down. I need you to dodge two D12s. First D12. Okay. Uh, it, this would be your agility, right? Yeah, so I'm, ro- I'm rolling agility, I guess. Oh, wait, wait. How's, how, yeah, wait. how's this work? Yeah. One sec. Because I also uh, have, like, armor. You ha- I forgot you have heavy armor, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which, just so you know, uh, basically... Plus four okay. difficulty to my, uh, to my agility. So it would be 16 to your dodge roll. Okay, that's what I'm rolling against. And then, uh, but basically any damage you take is at is minus, minus D6. D6. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, let's go. First one is a five. So the first one oh, wait, no, hits. no, no. It's def- it says defense is DR plus two. DR plus two. Now, let me just get the exact rules. One sec. Okay. Yeah, okay. So no, it's, it's going to be a 14 for your agility rolls. Never okay, mind. Okay, that was still a five. So I, I missed that first one. That first one hits. I'll okay. roll the damage reduction in a minute. But the second one, yep, and they have—I'm going to say—they're not prepared for combat, so they just have knives, so right. daggers. So it's going to just be a D4. All right. So three, and roll your D6. Yeah, roll my D6. Uh, that is a two, so I take one point of damage. You take one damage, and the next and the attack. Next one is a uh, nineteen rolled. Uh, so you dodge so out of yeah. the way the second blow. Yeah, the second one just like glances off my armor. Uh, but yeah, the, the first one—the the, the glances in the wrong direction on the armor and just. Nick's presumably what flesh is beneath the metal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, they're, they're, they're attacks. You guys around again. What are you guys going to do? Uh, Dan, you definitely go first. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, sort of like swing around and take another stab at the one I hit before. All right. All right. True. That is a 13 plus 2, 15. That definitely hits. Yeah. Uh, and that is a cocked. That is a six. Oh, that is th- okay. Uh, uh, you slice into it, and this one is definitely a dude as you slice his neck open. Yeah, head rolls. Turn. Yep. Um. Yes, I would like. You to. have a scroll. You can cast a spell. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. I would like to magically. I would like to force choke the fuck out of this last person. <laughs> Roll your presence. Let me get the exact D twenty. Hmm? Yeah, D20 plus your presence, and you need a difficulty 12. 18! Yeah. You succeed. All right. Uh, that person uh, starts to suffocate. Roll a D6, D4 for me, please. Uh, D4. Where are you, you little caltrip? Four! Oh, yeah. Uh, the person starts to choke to death. All right. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. That yep, okay, dope. but and it looks with four, I'm gonna say they only have five health, so very close to death. Yeah, you do have to roll a d6 to see how many rounds you get. Oh, yeah, roll this, might, this might be the one and only round. Yeah, yeah, five. All right, so if this person survives whatever uh, Dan does next, so I basically whip open, I, I reach into I okay, first of all, I lean back 
having face planted onto the floor, reach into my cloak, whip open a scroll, and start chanting in a forbidding tongue. And runes from the back of the scroll start glowing in Mm -hmm. bright red fire. And then off in the distance, right to your, uh, directly to your right, Deru, uh, a person, um, are they in armor? Are they in robes? No, just robes. Just robes. Um, Starts to be levitated into the air, clutching at their throat Mm. as they are being choked by a, uh, some sort of, uh, some sort of malicious force. All right. Uh, that person's action now. Uh, he, uh, person's choking to death. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, there's no rule, but I'm going to say the, the busy uh, choking to death. So, uh, Daryl, you go again. Daryl is going to, uh, uh, you know, he's probably seen Uden's power before. Daryl is going to step back and sheath his sword. The, <laughs> uh, the person continues to choke, and then you hear a, as a person's neck is snapped and he topples to the ground. You know, I, uh, Deru uh, knows Urn has few enough opportunities to, to earn any kind of honor. Uh, <laughs> and so he's, he's more than happy to, you know, let him, ha- let him have the win. Yep. That's very, very charitable of you. You know, the, Deru may be ruthless and cruel, but, but he also values friendship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the friends are the murders we made along the yeah, way. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible. If you liked it, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few dollars burning a hole in your pocket, then you can go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.